0: We're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kinder Outdoors, presented by the Dallas Safari Club. Come on into the camphouse and make yourself at home. Our roots are in Dallas, but the DSC has grown globally to become a worldwide leader in wildlife
1: conservation, the right to hunt and fish, and the education of future generations. Join us at biggame.org.
2: Come on in the camphouse, we've been looking for you. I'm Billy Kinder, host of Dallas Safari Club's Kinder Outdoors. Front door to the camphouse is brought to you by Calming Care. It's a probiotic for your dog that very gently and naturally settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the over jumper, the one that hey tears up the couch or the carpet during a thunderstorm. A lot of people love the results they're getting from calming care. Learn more at KinderOutdoors.com. <laughs> A fun show lined out for you today. A first time ever Bassmaster Elite Series champion. Wes Logan lifted his first big blue trophy on his home lake last weekend. Neely Henry in Alabama. And you know, a lot of people naturally, myself included, go, okay, yeah, he won on his home lake. He's been fishing that place all of his life. Well, you know, the pressure is never higher. Then when you fish your home lake against the best anglers on planet Earth, the expectations are so high. And there were other guys on that lake that had fished it all their lives as well. And I can think back, look back through the records at top tournaments on home fisheries and just see how the hometown favorite has done. In a lot of cases, and I won't name names, they did not do well, even finishing dead last but not the case this time for Wes Logan. And we're going to talk to him about it a little later on. We're also going to take a little trip to Nebraska and talk to a biologist by the name of Randy Stuttheit. Randy can take the wing from that duck that you shot and tell you a lot about that duck and help you determine your bag limit and season dates for next year. That's his job for more than three decades. And the Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganzas are back. President and CEO Christina Pittman is going to talk to us about that plus the history of Texas Trophy Hunters with the founder himself Jerry Johnston. Pour yourself a cup of coffee make yourself at home. You're in camp with us at DSC's Kinder Outdoors. Golly, have you seen this red ear sunfish that Thomas Franchoni caught? He lives in Wisconsin but he was fishing Lake Havasu. That's where the previous world record came from (laughs) and now it looks like we have a new one thomas caught a six pound three ounce red ear sunfish yeah shellcracker the igfa is looking it all over now but it looks like we've got a new world record back in 2014 on lake havasu hector brito rewrote the record books with a 5.8 pound red ear i had hector on the show then and since He's had a lot of fun with that world record, and I'm going to have to get in touch with him again. Maybe I can uh, have him on the show next week along with Thomas Farcione. I read it on the fishing wire. Hector told me when I visited with him that he catches two- and three-pound red ears all the time out of Lake Havasu, and I asked him why they grow so big. Evidently, Havasu is just full of mussels, and there are enormous shell beds. And these shell crackers, red ear sunfish, sit on those beds and just gorge themselves. And there they are growing to five and a half and six pounds. <laughs> Man, what a fish fry. Takahiro Amori pulled some last minute magic. Maybe you watched it on television last week. I did. I'm addicted to major league fishing on television. And now with the live coverage of the Bassmaster Elite series on Saturday and Sunday mornings. There's some incredible bass fishing on television these days. Toc caught seven and a half pounds in the final 30 minutes to overtake Jared Lintner and claim the Major League Fishing Patriot Cup. Fishing out of Kissimmee, Florida. Michael Neal, Dayton, Tennessee finished third. Jesse Wiggins fourth and Terry Scroggins. The Big Show fifth. In-person Major League Fishing action was on Lake Travis, Texas last week. Jacob Wheeler, Harrison, Tennessee. He won it, and it looks like he won it because time ran out, because Bobby Lane was putting on a final period charge that looked like he was going to steal that trophy. Came up just short, though, and Jacob Wheeler hoisted the trophy and that $100,000 check, finishing two ounces better than Bobby Lane. Mark Daniels, Jr., third. He's always near the top. Brent Chapman out of Lake Quivira, Kansas, fourth. And John Cox fishing out of Deberry, Florida, 5th. The next event on the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour will be the Stage 3 event, kicking off this coming Friday and running through the following Wednesday on the Harris Chain of Lakes, Leesburg, Florida. I'm going to venture a guess and say that every dog that has ever lived has suffered from GI upset at one time or another. They ate something that they shouldn't have, changes in schedule, changes in water. Just about any change at all will bring on GI upset in our dogs. Fortaflora fixes that. If you own a dog, do yourself a favor. Keep Fortiflora in the fridge. Learn more at KinderOutdoors.com. Well, hey, I'm going to grab a quick cup of coffee, but in-person Texas Trophy Hunter extravaganza throw-down tailgate parties are back. We're gonna talk to Christina Pittman with the Texas Trophy Hunters Association when we get back.
3: It's Hank Parker. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hurry up and get in the boat, Billy. I'm gonna beat your pants off. (laughs)
1: Like everyone, the conservation world has been down a rough road lately. The money generated through science-based and properly regulated hunting, both here in the U.S. and abroad, is the key pillar of support for wildlife and wild places. I'm Corey Mason, Executive Director at Dallas Safari Club. Poaching, drought, anti's that would put a stop to hunting and the shooting sports, right and proper education of the next generations of outdoorsmen and women. These things don't stop because of a pandemic, and at DSC, neither do we. Many hundreds of mission-minded volunteers work without glory or headlines year-round for the DSC mission. That mission is clear-cut. True conservation work worldwide, sharing our beloved and precious heritage with all that will hear and take part, and defeating those that would rip up your Second Amendment and rights to hunt and fish. I invite you to come and join us. It all starts at biggame.org. It's really exciting to see right now. The uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in.
2: Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell some bimbo and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit cinnamoncreekranch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at
3: CajunFryer.com.
2: Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com.
3: Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com.
0: Flush that old bird dog out of that chair and have a seat. You're in camp with us at the Dallas Safari Club and Kender Outdoors. No matter where you live, the DSC is nearby. It could be a DSC chapter near you, or maybe
1: it's a gun range that we fight to protect. It might even be a youngster that we taught to hunt or fish. We are the Org.
2: You know, there are full-grown men and women, middle-aged men and women, that have attended a Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza every year of their life except last year. Yep, COVID. First time ever that the shows did not go on. But they're back in 2021 and I've got Christina Pittman, president and CEO of the Texas Trophy Hunters Association on that Kinder Outdoors trot line. Welcome Christina. I'm so excited to visit with you today. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Christina Pittman,
4: uh, Texas Trophy Hunter Association president and CEO. First of all, very good move by Texas Trophy Hunters because I've seen you working hard for a long time. Uh, you were the logical leader post COVID to, uh, to get this train back on the track and moving. Congratulations.
5: Thank you. I appreciate that. I definitely love what I do and, um, I'm loving what I'm doing now for sure.
4: Before we uh, start talking business, tell me about your deer season. Did you have time to get out and go son?
5: I did go out and hunt. The only problem is I didn't take anything. Um, other than a big monster hog, that's it. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as white tail, didn't see anything worth taking. And we definitely uh, just trying to manage the, the property and make sure we can get, you know, we can have something yeah. nicer to shoot uh, in the coming years.
4: Yeah, yeah, very good. Hard to do sometimes, to lay off and do it. Hard to do always, <laughs> to lay off and, <laughs> and, and not pull that trigger, but a, but a very wise uh, decision. And it, the key is, hey, you got out. You you actually were able to get out and go a little while. In this busy world, that's that's big these days. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, for sure. And I'm so excited that the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas are back for 2021 uh golly. I've I've been going for thirty years and last year was missing <laughs> from my life, Christina. It's time to get the train on the track.
5: I agree. I agree. I think in August, uh we were filling theaters and I said, What? Why does it feel so different? And I thought, Oh my goodness, I should be at the shows, not here. Granted yeah. it was nice, but
4: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And that's that's the sentiment of thousands and thousands of people, not only across Texas, but you guys see people show up at this event, and you see membership uh, from all over the place, don't you?
5: Yes, we do. We do. Um, and this year at our trade shows, we're going to do a lot of new things regarding membership, and so we're super excited to to um, surprise our members, that's for sure.
4: Yeah, and, and I've heard just a little bit of this, but uh, you're really going to be rewarded for a membership at Texas Trophy Hunters uh, this year. And you can learn more by coming to those shows. Let's talk about dates, show dates, uh, when we can all get together and shake hands and hug necks again. How's this going to go?
5: So we'll start off in Houston at the NRG Center from August 6th through the 8th. Then we'll head to Fort Worth at the Convention Center August 13th through the 15th. And then we'll end in San Antonio at the Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall August 20th
4: through the 22nd. So uh, just like you were a couple of years ago, we just took a year off because of COVID. We couldn't get together. So uh, that same routine that we all became accustomed to before, uh, we're going to fall right back in place with that uh, this year. This is more than than a deer hunter's show. It is I, it, I call it the tailgate party to the hunting seasons in Texas. Until Texas Trophy Hunters, has their kickoff. We can't shoot a dove. We can't do anything. We can't move forward. You guys are the party.
5: Yep. We definitely are. Um, we, we definitely say it's our kickoff and we're, we, we're excited to get the hunting season started. And, um, what not, you know, the best way to do it is be around fellow people like us, hunters of all sorts and bring the family and just have a great time before hunting season actually kicks off.
4: And it is a great time. Are you guys going to have the uh, the snakes back again this year?
5: We will. Um, unfortunately, Joe Martin did retire, so we will have his partner, um, Doug, who will be out there um, doing the snakes. Um, Joe will make an appearance, hopefully. Um, and then we also will have our alligators this year with Gator Country again, which is a huge, huge, huge show. So that's also good yeah. for the family.
4: Everybody loves to see that. Plus, everything under the sun in the uh, hunting industry, and not just deer hunting, yes, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to buy anything you need, Uh, feeders, blinds, uh, rifles, whatever you need, uh, it's going to be there. Uh, But outside of hunting, still plenty of other opportunities as well. If you want to book an elk trip, if you want to do other things, you're going to have opportunities to do that too. Yes, sir. It's all coming up again this summer. It's back. The Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. I cannot wait to hug your neck in person, Christina. (laughs)
5: Likewise.
4: (laughs) It's been a long two years since we did this, and it's time to do it again. We'll have all the details as we progress through the summer uh, here at uh, Kinder Outdoors, but we wanted to uh, just touch base with you and let everybody know to block your calendar. Let's go over those dates one more time.
5: So Houston, August 6th through the 8th at the NRG Center. Fort Worth at the Convention Center, August 13th through the 15th, and we'll end in San Antonio at the Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall, August 20th through the 22nd.
4: If you can't wait and you want that membership now, they can do that online, correct?
5: Absolutely, you can do it online. You can call us at our corporate office, and we'd be happy to to have you join.
4: Very good, and we've got links to everything at KinderOutdoors.com. Christina, good to talk to you. We'll see you uh, down in Houston to kick it all off.
5: Yes, we'll see you in August.
2: Yes, right around the corner. Christina Pittman is the president and CEO of the Texas Trophy Hunters Association. Coming up a little later in the show, we're going to be talking to the guy that started it all so many years ago. Texas Trophy Hunters Association, an international whitetail hunting celebration, is actually the brainchild of Jerry Johnston. We're going to catch up on the history a little bit later on. You know, we typically have some of the best dog trainers, upland and retriever trainers on planet Earth talking to us about our dogs. And today, our pro dog trainer, Ronnie Smith out of Oklahoma, is going to help us choose a dog trainer. Words of wisdom. Ronnie, welcome back.
6: It's good to be here this morning, Bill. I was talking to a new client of mine the other day about the challenges of picking a new trainer. We have dogs sent to us from all over the country, and these are some of the questions are we full or p- full-time or part-time? Uh, that just depends. If you're a full-time trainer, then obviously he has more time to give your dog. How long is his training format and does he have a plan? We have a 90-day basic format and every pro trainer should have a basic format so he should be able to answer that for you. What can you expect when your dog is finished? That's a fair question you should be able to ask any trainer and if he has a plan, he should know at approximately what time in his program your dog should look like. How many dogs do you have in training? If it's a trainer in the north, he can obviously handle more dogs than if he's a trainer in the south because of the heat. Typically 20 dogs per man is a load. So if you have a trainer that has 80 dogs and he has no help, he probably has too many dogs. Something to keep in mind. Is it all inclusive? And What I mean by that is... Birds included. You need to ask these questions because you can look up the end of the month and have a training bill with a substantial bird bill. So ask this question. And what kind of feed does he feed? A good premium quality feed is what an athlete, a canine athlete needs to perform well. Here at Ronnie Smith Kennels we feed Purina and it's pro plan performance. So these are some things, some questions that you can ask a trainer there's a lot of great trainers out there, guys. Take your time, pick a trainer, ask the questions, feel comfortable with him, and he should be able and willing to answer all of your questions. Bill, thank you for having me on your show, and um, I look forward to next time.
2: Hey, Ronnie, always a pleasure. The simple fact that Ronnie feeds his client dogs pro plan tells you the caliber of trainer that he is. He's not cutting any corners. He's feeding your dog the best while at his facility. That's a big deal. A little trip to the coffee pot, and then we're headed for Nebraska.
1: Hi, this is Bobby Labonte, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
2: <music> Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. Imagine a big screen version of your life. Telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter. Manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. Lots of folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddle. I'm Toxie Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on theharvestmovie.com Get it on Amazon.
9: Now, more than maybe ever, we could all use a little getaway. And the Vineyard's Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas is the perfect spot. We are open for business and with well-thought-out precautions to help keep our guests safe. Bring the RV and enjoy our full-service hookups, complete with cable TV, ramped-up Wi-Fi, and space to spread around while enjoying a great view of Grapevine Lake. We can comfortably accommodate any size RV or motorhome with plenty of pull-through sites. The Vineyards also features spacious lakefront cabins, fully equipped with all that you and your family will need to enjoy comfort camping. Our campground store is well-stocked with everything from groceries and ice to firewood and fishing supplies. Don't forget to bring the boat! The Vineyards Campground and Cabins features a private boat ramp with plenty of parking, a private beach, kayak, bicycle and paddleboard rentals, and even a full-service laundry on-site. Come to the Vineyards! We're right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'll feel millions of miles away. VineyardsCampground.com.
3: Somewhere over this
2: horizon sit a million little dictators, eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air conditioned, glass paneled, Wi Fi enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild, from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fever tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world. Human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path. The truest path. Nature's path. Trust the hunter
10: your blood.
0: Tailing redfish on the fly rod. Fresh walleye in a skillet. Big Tom turkeys running to your call a massive six-by-six within 30 yards, and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life in our camp at Kender Outdoors with the Dallas Safari Club.
1: DSC is extremely cautious with your money. We research and know that the projects we support will indeed positively impact the future of wildlife and habitat, your rights as an outdoorsman or woman, and ensure that our kids and grandkids will have the opportunity and training to carry on the outdoors heritage what's your money at work at biggame.org
2: welcome back to dsc's kinder outdoors randy stud is a biologist wildlife biologist in the state of nebraska has been for more than three decades now and he can tell us a lot about a duck's wing and it's important work too let's visit with him about it welcome to the
11: show randy Well, good morning, Billy. I'm happy to be on with you.
4: Tell me about uh, life in Nebraska today. Is everything uh, good? The turkeys are gobbling and, you know, the... the flowers are blooming, it's springtime in Nebraska?
11: Well, it is. Today is a beautiful day in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, like I said, the sun is shining, the flowers are blooming, the birds are singing, and everything's good. Today.
4: I'm kind of envious of you, Randy.
11: Well, it is. It's a good place to be. <laughs>
4: hey, I read a, a press release from the state of Nebraska a couple of weeks ago uh, concerning a very special job that you and others in Nebraska have there. Uh, you do a lot of the research that goes into our waterfowl seasons in the Central Flyway, and a lot of that research is done by looking at wings of waterfowl, and I found that fascinating. You guys will get together at these different events held in various locations throughout the Central Flyway, and you'll study wings of ducks. Randy, tell me what you're looking at in a duck's wing. What can we learn from a duck's wing?
11: Okay, first of all, um, Billy, what I would clarify is that what you're talking about is a central flyway wing bee. And the central flyway wing bee, similar to, oh, people think of quilting bees or spelling bees, um, the central flyway wing bee is where biologists um, from throughout the central flyway, all the way from North Dakota down uh, into Texas and New Mexico and Montana on the north. Uh, we all come together to go through the annual waterfowl parts collection survey that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service organizes. So um, I want to clarify, it's not just me, but it's uh, it's biologists from throughout the Central Flyway that uh, get together and do this. Um, the, the waterfowl parts collection survey is an, is an important component of uh, the annual collection of data that the Fish and Wildlife Service uh, uses to set frameworks for the next year's waterfowl seasons. And so what we're looking at at the, at the wing bee is we're looking at wings from all of the uh, from species of ducks that were harvested in the central flyway. As well as goose tail feathers from from geese that hunters also harvested uh, uh, through the year uh, through the hunting seasons. Um, we can learn a lot from looking at. Uh, we'll, we'll concentrate on waterfowl wings for this uh, for right now, and we can learn a lot from looking at a, a duck wing. Believe it or not, you can you can look at a duck wing and you can tell what species that wing came from. Did it come from a mallard or from a pintail or from a a gadwall? Uh, You can also tell the sex of the bird. And the sex of the bird is determined by looking at uh, the coloration and the patterns on the wing and on the feathers. Uh, So you can help determine if that wing came from a male duck or from a female duck. And then third, uh, and this is where it gets um, even more interesting, is you can actually determine the age of the duck by looking at groups of feathers on the wing to help determine that age of that duck, whether it's now adult or juvenile. We can't tell the exact age of the duck. We can only separate them into either adult birds or immature birds. And again, that's based on feather size and feather color. And uh, wear patterns on those feathers. So uh, those are three critical bits of information that we can uh, gather from just looking at a duck wing.
4: And this information that uh, that is gathered at these various wing bees is critical um, uh, data uh, when it comes to determining our hunting seasons, waterfowl seasons, and bag limits. Correct.
11: Yes, that's correct Billy. Um, not only do we get a species composition of the harvest, in other words uh, we get an idea of how many mallards were harvested in this in the flyway, uh, how many of the other species of ducks were harvested, uh, so we get a species composition of the of that year's harvest, uh, but the age ratio data is what's really critical because the age ratio data uh feeds into um, um our northern pintail uh harvest models uh that helps determine bag limits and seasons uh, lengths for that species. Also um helps determine uh, uh some of that same information for uh, uh scalp and for canvas backs, um you know, again leading into seasons, bag limits, uh things like that. Um, and for mallards we uh the Fish and wildlife services uses this data to keep a uh yearly running average on uh on number of birds harvested as well as again the age composition of that harvest
4: now these duck wings hunters have to help you with that right?
11: yeah, they sure do um it's pretty critical uh that hunters participate in this survey. Um so yeah they're a critical part of it for sure. How does that happen? How do they contribute? Well, all migratory game bird hunters um have to register for for what we call HIP, which stands for the Harvest Information Program. They have to register for a HIP number before they can legally hunt migratory game birds. And so that information or the the registration of hunters for each state is forwarded on to the Fish and Wildlife Service and what the Fish and Wildlife Service then does is draw a statistical sample of these hunters from the hip registrants and these selected hunters are sent a Letter asking if they would participate in what's called a diary survey well this diary survey is simply um, the hunters are asked to keep track of their of their their waterfowl hunting uh, during the season by recording uh, such information as where they hunted, when they hunted, how many ducks they harvested, how many geese they harvested. And then uh, from this uh, sample of, of this diary survey the Fish and Wildlife Service will then select those individuals that indicated they harvested birds the previous season and they are then sent a letter asking the following year, asking if they would be willing to participate in the waterfowl parts collection survey. If they say yes, they are sent a packet of postage paid returned envelopes and um, they're asked then to collect a wing from all the ducks that they shoot uh, and collect tail feathers from all the geese that they shoot and uh, return them to the Fish and Wildlife Service in these postage paid envelopes. These Wings and tail feathers all go to a central uh, location, and the Central flyaway is down to the Flint Hills National Wildlife Refuge down by Hartford, Kansas, and that's where we normally gather um, each late winter to conduct the Central flyaway wing bee.
4: Just fascinating. Fascinating and, and so detailed and, and precise and so important towards our annual waterfowling. And Randy, Hey, what a pleasure to talk to you. It's fascinating stuff, and uh, we uh, thank you for your hard work that, that you put in on all these ducks on behalf of all of us.
11: Well, thank you, Billy. I, it's, uh, it is it is an interesting project to work on. Um, I've been doing this now for 33 years, and it seems like every year that I go to the Wing Bi, even I learn something new. So uh, <laughs> we, we get about 40 to 50 people that come, mostly biologists, as I said, from the Central Flyway. But it seems like every year I learn something new myself, and it's a, it's a good project to, uh, to work on as a, as a waterfowl biologist. So I appreciate your time.
5: Hi, this is Laurie Nealon
12: from Field and Stream. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. <laughs>
2: Whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter, the knowledgeable, friendly staff at Marksman Firearms and Outfitters is there to help. Marksman Firearms features an extensive selection of firearms, accessories, and specialty items. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and they offer a 90-day layaway, same as cash. Buy, sell, or trade at any of their Texas stores, Granbury, Killeen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Hawaii. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south, almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel style rooms. A great game room and bar for entertaining. Guest-only dining featuring the rabbit's award-winning chef. Oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. NASTRA sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his NASTRA championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and NASTRA's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas Hill Country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters, Orvis, and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence, and I think you will too. You won't find a prettier place to get married, and our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country, between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. JoshuaCreek.com.
0: We knew you were coming when we heard your truck rattle across that old cattle guard. Welcome to our camp at Kender Outdoors with our partners at the Dallas Safari Club. At DSC
1: we like to look down the road 20, 50 and 100 years and see clear running water full of trout, majestic sheep in high snowy places and grassy mountain valleys filled with elk. We also picture a hunter in that valley and a fisherman in that stream. Just like Theodore Roosevelt 100 years ago, the work that we do today is terribly important. BigGame.org.
2: Hey, welcome back to our campfire here at DSC's Kinder Outdoors. Brought to you by Calming Care from my friends at Purina. Make no mistake, Calming Care is not a drug. It very naturally, over time, works to settle the behavior of the overbarker. The overjumper, it's gentle, and like I said, it works over time. Learn more about calming care when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's take a little road trip now. We're headed for Springville, Alabama. That is the home of the newest Bassmaster Elite Series champion, Wes Logan. Welcome to the show, buddy, and congratulations. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on.
4: Big blue trophy at the house. Right now, my first question for you is when you were riding back home, that 30 miles uh, back over to Springville, who was in the front seat with you? Did your girlfriend ride up there, or did you have that trophy strapped in over there under that seat belt?
13: No, I had her in the front seat. The the trophy was in the back seat with the dog sitting there beside it guarding it like it's her
4: own. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, man, congratulations. You, you, you've never felt pressure. I can imagine until you fish your home lake on the elite series and everyone's pointing at you saying, Oh, this is easy, you're gonna win this that's some pressure, uh, man.
13: Yeah, it 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 wasn't too bad until the week leading up to the tournaments which which was last week. I mean everybody like when it got like really real that, you know, obviously we we're about to start practice and people start we had to go do work a couple of shows, uh like at Bucks Island where I get my boats from. We had a big get together, or like you know, a fan day, and everybody come on, like, oh, we know you're gonna be having that trophy. We're gonna see you on the final day, you know. Everybody's gonna be happy. I'm like, yeah, I just wish it was that easy. It just, I don't know. It normally don't work out that way.
4: Yeah, you know what? You, you, you tell those guys, hey, you look around. You see Rick Klein over there. That no one's ever done it better. And you know, you look at some of the people out on the water here. It's not. It ain't no gimme. No,
13: no, and I mean. I wasn't the only, I mean, local there. I mean, you got Scott Canterbury, you got Matt Heron. I mean, two guys that grew up fishing that lake before I was ever even born. So, I mean, it it wasn't (laughs) like I was the only, you you know, main guy.
4: It wasn't long after you were born till you were out on that water, though. Uh, Your dad, hats off to him. He got you started early.
13: He did. He did. And, I mean... Even up to my, you know, my granddad actually took my dad and got him going. And then dad, or granddad and dad, got me going in it. And, I mean, it just kind of got the, you know, snowball effect. It started and just got bigger and bigger and bigger and more serious and more serious.
4: Yeah. Did you, uh, did you figure a pattern out? Obviously, you did. But did you figure out something that uh, you didn't expect for this time of year? Or did it kind of play into what you knew about the lake?
13: It actually set up. Better than I thought it was going to going into practice. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of practiced like I'd never seen the lake before, or that's how I tried to approach it to get keep from just running history because I've done that before on that place. Not in a big like I pissed the open there and a couple other you know multiple day tournaments, and it just it's never worked out because I was just like, oh, well I can go check that. I don't even have to go check that. I'll just go fish in the tournament, and it'll be fine. I tried to not do that because it usually doesn't work out. Like, I tried to figure out, let the fish tell me what they're doing or what they want to do, but after, and I really didn't figure it out until the day one of the tournament, when I figured out how they were setting up and, like, what I needed to be throwing, it, it kind of started clicking, and that's where the local knowledge helped me a lot is once I figured out what was going on, I knew where a lot of that stuff was. So that's really the biggest key that helped me, I think.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Hey, what is your history? What's your big fish on Neely Henry? Uh,
13: probably not a very big. I mean, I say it's not a very big one. I think I caught a 688 one time in a night tournament there. Uh, but that's probably the biggest one. I mean, I've never, I've never even caught a seven pounder on the way.
4: Yeah. So, but I've, uh, for but people, I've
13: caught, I've caught thousands of four pounders and five pounders, if I had to guess. Yeah.
4: For people that tuned in, Uh, and watched it live on Fox Sports, which is a lot of fun, by the way, to watch you guys live. Uh, You saw a lot of two-pound fish and some three-pound fish. Uh, That's Neely Henry. That's the average fish there. Why is that?
13: It's just a fertile river system. I mean, from one end to the other, you know, the whole Coosa River, you've got Weiss at the top end, and it runs down Neely, Logan, Lay, Mitchell, Jordan, the Alabama River, just from top to bottom there's just so much bait, there's so much for the fish to live in. You know, you got bank grass, you got rocks, you got bluff banks, you got overhanging trees up the river. It's just a good system that just stays fertile all year round. And I mean, even yeah. with the amount of pressure that the whole system gets, it still produces day in and day out and it's pretty incredible. Um, but like from top to bottom, those two to three pounders, I mean you're going to catch those, somebody is, every time you go out there. I mean, you're going to get some bites every time you go. It's not like a, a feast or famine deal. There's fish from one end to the other on all the lakes.
4: It was amazing when I'd look at the map uh, that Bass kept putting up on the screen. It was literally, there were both evenly spread out from one end to the other uh, in legal fishing water. It was, it was unbelievable. Hey, was that you that, that, that I think that was you that, dumped your sunglasses overboard Didn't, wasn't that you
13: that was that was for sure me 100 <laughs> percent
4: tell me about that
13: <laughs> I, I wear my glasses on the back of my hat like before the sun gets up because i don't I, i'm not a big sunglass wearer but i just don't like sun in my eyes obviously and i had them on the back of my hat and i was moving places and i picked my motor up and when i turned around i took my hat off to scratch my head and for some reason i just never thought that they were back there and they just they didn't even hit the deck of the boat. They just literally went straight in the water. And I watched them for a second, like, well, there they go. And, I
4: mean,
13: I guess I'll get my spare ones out of the box. Thank God I had a spare pair. But I thought for a second they might float, but they literally sank like a rock. So it, like, yeah, mean, you had pretty much gone.
4: you had a look on your face like you were going to try to do something about it. And then I saw it come over your face. There's nothing you can do here. Yeah, but... it was
13: like a split second, like, oh, I need to get them. And then I was like, ah, right,
4: <laughs> like, it ain't worth it. Hey. The good news is, Wes, you can afford another new pair of sunglasses. Now, congratulations, $100,000 victory and a big blue trophy. You're an Elite Series champion, Wes Logan.
13: Man, that sounds good. I I never thought I'd hear those words all put together, to be
4: honest. (laughs) Hey, congratulations. Go get them. We'll see you down in Fort Worth in a few weeks.
13: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
0: This is a Big Billy Kender Conservation Minute, a quick focus on people making a difference.
10: At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at gootf.com. That's Scott at gootf.com.
0: Preserving what we love and educating our next generation every day. To learn more, go to kinderoutdoors.com. Thank you.
2: How about Wes Logan down there in Springville, Alabama, hoisting that big blue $100,000 trophy for the first time, and I'm sure that will be repeated again and again and again. Hey, we're going to take a little break, but next hour, you don't want to miss this. There's a huge gun auction this weekend. Joel Colander is going to be talking about that. <music>
0: campfire is always the gathering spot, no matter the weather. Tall tales and life's tough spots get worked out here. This is Kender Outdoors, partners with the Dallas Safari Club. Over the past several years, many thousands of kids have
1: started hunting, fishing, and loving the outdoors because of DSC. A great many poachers have been put out of business and our elected officials know that we as outdoorsmen and women mean business. Come be a part of something important. DSC is at biggame.org.
2: Hey, last hour you heard Ronnie Smith at his world famous Ronnie Smith Kennels up in Oklahoma talking about Purina Pro Plan sport performance for his hard working bird dogs and client dogs. It's the very best and it's available at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores in Oklahoma and Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, and Kansas. This is one of the coolest things I've heard of in a while. The story comes out of South Carolina where Blue Ridge Electric Company has put in a line of power poles. However, these power lines carry no power. They're dummy lines. (laughs) They donated the staff to do the work, and the poles for two segments of non-active power lines at the Tall Pines Wildlife Management Area Dove Fields in northern Greenville County, South Carolina. You see, power lines stretched across a dove field help both the morning doves and the biologists. The lines give morning doves additional habitat and a place to roost where they can rest and keep their eye on birds of prey. The lines also give wildlife biologists an easy way to keep track of how many doves are using the field. Tall Pines WMA is a 1,757-acre property located in northern Greenville County, owned by the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources. Hats off Blue Ridge Electric. That is very cool. They should give you guys the opening dove hunt to yourselves this season in that field. U.S. Magistrate Judge Lorana S. Snow has sentenced Henry Danzig, 57 years old, of Taverner, Florida, for illegally harvesting commercial quantities of demersal finfish from the vicinity of K. Sal Bank in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. He caught these fish and then transported them into the United States in violation of the Lacey Act. Demersal thin fish are those that live and feed on ocean bottoms. Judge Snow sentenced Danzig to one-year probation and $25 special assessment. Oh, and forfeiture of his brand-new 30-foot contender tournament boat worth more than $200,000. Yikes. The boat will be employed by the Royal Bahamas Defense Force to... Prevent, deter, and eliminate illegal and unreported fishing in Bahama waters. Doing a little shopping for Dad? Father's Day's coming up, you know, right around the corner. This might be a real good time to check out that online auction from the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. They've got gear that Dad needs, no matter if he's a fisherman or a turkey hunter and everything in between. The bidding runs through May 20th at 7 p.m., and you'll be donating to the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation with your bid. They fight for our hunting and fishing rights, public land rights, every day of the year. There's a link at kinderoutdoors.com. House Bill 1927, Constitutional Carry legislation has been moving on through Texas, but whoop, hit a little roadblock about a week ago. Constitutional Carry has passed the House and the Senate And Texas is very close to becoming the 21st state to allow law-abiding citizens to carry a handgun for protection without a state-issued license. But wait just a minute. The bill has been sent back to the House with the Senate Amendments Incorporated, but the measure is not eligible for further consideration in the House just yet. It's possible that at least one change made to the bill by the Senate violates House rules politics Mm. this hiccup could cause the bill to stall on procedural maneuvers the nra is urging you to contact your state senators urge them to work with the house fix the senate's amendment language to hb 1927 there's a purina pro plan formula that's perfect for your dog for dogs that need help with weight management for working dogs Sensitive systems, adults, puppies, small breeds, giant breeds. There's a pro plan formula for your dog. Learn more when you visit Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. The Oregon Hunters Association is serious about finding wildlife criminals. They're offering a $10,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest or citation in the case of three dead elk that were poached west of Bend, Oregon, back on or about October 28th. A young bull, a cow, and a bigger bull with his head removed. All the carcasses left to rot. Hey, if you know something, report it. It could be worth $10,000 to your bank account. And it's the right thing to do. Now is the time for non-residents to apply for those Iowa non-resident deer tags Application period will close June 6th at midnight. Everybody knows about those famous Iowa deer. They are giants. I'm Canadian moose guide Norm McCrate. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Big Billy Kinder Outdoors.
1: everyone the conservation world has been down a rough road lately. The money generated through science-based and properly regulated hunting both here in the U.S. and abroad is the key pillar of support for wildlife and wild places. I'm Corey Mason, executive director at Dallas Safari Club. Poaching, drought, and ties that would put a stop to hunting and the shooting sports, right and proper education of the next generations of outdoorsmen and women, These things don't stop because of a pandemic, and at DSC, neither do we. Many hundreds of mission-minded volunteers work without glory or headlines year-round for the DSC mission. That mission is clear-cut. True conservation work worldwide, sharing our beloved and precious heritage with all that will hear and take part, and defeating those that would rip up your Second Amendment and rights to hunt and fish. I invite you to come and join us. It all starts at biggame.org.
2: The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S. And the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet, bid at an auction, be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria.
0: The duck
14: lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 Purdy's in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of
9: April to the 31st of August.
2: You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J.
0: Casarilla.
14: Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air conditioned. Uh, It's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room.
2: Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com.
8: My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of J.J. Cacheria. Can see me in Argentina.
0: dropped off in a remote wilderness where the bears outnumber people 10 to 1 and the mosquitoes have been known to carry off full grown moose Lucky, join us in camp and tell us about it at Kinder Outdoors with the Dallas Safari Club We attend the most critical conservation
1: meetings no matter where on earth they might be sometimes that's Switzerland sometimes Africa and sometimes the kitchen table with the future outdoorsman or woman DSC, grassroots conservation, at work, home, and abroad. BigGame.org.
2: The Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. Hey, it's back after a year off because of COVID. Uh, The shows are back this year uh, with an international audience. People will come from everywhere to attend the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas. The Texas Trophy Hunters organization is the brainchild of my next guest and My friend for more years than either of us care to admit, Jerry Johnston. Welcome back, Jerry. Hey, man. Good to,
15: good to hear from you. Uh, you're not going back a long (laughs) way.
4: We do. And last year we missed, uh, seeing each other because of Texas trophy hunters, because of COVID, the trophy hunters extravaganzas didn't happen, but they're back this year. I'm so excited that I might even hug your neck when I see you. I don't know yet. I'm still thinking about
15: it. (laughs) Well, it won't bother me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Hey, I'm so excited, and I know you are, because this is your baby. A long time ago, you had an idea uh, that the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza or Association might just work. How long ago was that, and how did this all get started?
15: Well, the official launch year was 1975. Uh and in, in those days just it was a lot more simple. Uh the magazine was a quarterly now it's by a monthly and and uh the first event uh that we had down there at the Tropicana Hotel on the Riverwalk, uh wasn't even called Hunter's Extravaganza. It was called just a convention because that's all we do to call it. But, <laughs> but it it gradually over the next two or three years with some expert advice some of these outdoor riders I I uh uh we 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 altered or not, we ended up with the hunters extravaganza and we've been with it every year ever since
4: man oh man and has it ever uh, taken off you've you've heard reports of seeing texas trophy hunters uh, bumper stickers if I remember right it was in Russia on a mountain top somewhere
15: um uh, they're all
4: over the it world
15: was, it was uh, it was an international hunter type guy and uh, he went over there to
4: to hunt
15: I think it was Argali sheep and he came back with that story. He, he he told me about how many hours it got to get up into the mountains where they where they uh where they live and that he came out of the uh heated uh, headquarters with a guy leading him and he said blowing snow and he got he got in the Jeep and the guy turned the windshield wipers on, and right there in the middle of the front windshield was a Texas Trophy Hunter sticker. <laughs> on a in
4: now, got- all the way around the world. That's when you know you've made it. You know, when when uh, when all over you, uh, in Russia on a mountain somewhere, they've got your sticker. They know about you. Uh, the yeah. membership though is that way too. You guys have members all over the world. It's called Texas Trophy Hunters, but it's truly a international membership. Yeah.
15: Some years back, I actually tested that with the people that, that, that do the mailing of the membership list. And I said, just print me out a, a piece of white paper and tell me how many members we got in every country uh, that we have out of the USA. And I was really surprised that we had a few members almost everywhere, from China to Russia.
4: I'm serious. Yeah, it's amazing. The white-tailed deer, the popularity of the white-tailed deer is, is just amazing. And even if you're on a mountaintop in Russia, if you've ever been exposed to hunting white-tailed deer, the thrill of that, uh, it sticks with you and you want to stay, stay in that community and be a part of it. And that's, I guess, what your idea was with trophy hunters in the beginning was a, a kind of a deer hunters community where you could share info and, and grow together.
15: That's exactly what it was, and I think that's one of the reasons that it succeeded like it did, is uh, we gave the hunting public something that they, they needed and wanted, you know, two things.
4: Yeah, exactly. Well, it's back this summer. We're going to kick it off uh, in August, three big shows. Uh, that's the way it ought to be. It all uh, starts August 6th through 8th in Houston and then moves to Fort Worth August thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Wrap it up in San Antonio, August 20 through 22, and I'm looking forward, like I said, Jerry, looking forward to seeing you. And uh, after missing a year with COVID, we're we're all going to have a big time.
15: Well, I, I'm w- I'm with you, pal. I'm, I'm missing it myself, and uh, I can't. I just can't hardly wait till they start because you get to meet a bunch of old people you hadn't seen in a long time. You know, in all the gadgets and gear, and, you know, all of stuff.
2: Jerry Johnston, founder, Texas Trophy Hunters Association. Purina Pro Plan for your hard working dog. It's Purina Sport Performance. 30% protein, 20% fat. And it's at Atwood's. You know, you could catch the fish of a lifetime this year. You might want to hang that memory on the wall. And you have options. I had a conversation with my taxidermist, Roy Holdridge at True Life Taxidermy, Granbury, Texas, about that very thing. You want to preserve that memory? What do you do? If
12: you have a towel and use one that you don't ever want to see again because it ruins them. They'll smell like a fish forever. But get a towel and get it good and wet. Lay your fish in there. Make sure the fins are all laid down. Just roll it up in that towel very carefully and then put it on ice. Um, You get home, put it in a trash sack and freeze it. If you can't bring it right straight in, just freeze it like that with a wet towel around there. That will keep the moisture in and... So contrary to the things that people have heard in the past about putting newspaper, newspaper pulls the moisture out, and that's bad. Yeah, so
2: no newspaper. Wrap them. Wrap them
12: in a towel. Wrap them in a wet towel, and it'll keep them. Uh, it'll keep them perfect for you that way.
2: Okay. Hey, uh, this may be a dumb question, but I, I want to know. Uh, our water temperatures here in Texas reach 90 degrees plus in the summertime. Where further north. Folks might have 78-degree weather in the summertime catching those big old walleye on on cooler days. Would we care any differently for those two fish coming out of the warmer water,
12: colder water? Really, the care is exactly the same. It's just more important to get them cold faster whenever it's hotter. Yeah, because obviously they're going to deteriorate faster. They will deteriorate faster in in the hotter weather, but you care for them exactly the same way. Saltwater fish, same thing, same thing, same thing. Yes.
2: Or folks can do what I did with you a couple of years ago. My wife Robin caught a big old nice walleye up there in in uh, South Dakota, and I took its measurements and I called you and you made a beautiful replica. I can't tell it's not the fish.
12: Yes. You know we do that a lot more and more, you know now than we used to 30 years ago. Uh, used to do most, I mean, very seldom did we do a reproduction. Now we do a lot of them. We, it's probably 50 50 at least. You know, we do as many reproductions, maybe more reproductions now than we do real fish. You just get you a good picture because they all have a little different coloration so that we can look at it and get the length and a girth on it and we can make you a good one
2: everybody's got a phone in their pocket, a camera in their pocket at all times these days so get that photograph and man these replicas they're really nice you, I, you can tell the difference I'm sure but I, I really can't without studying really hard tell you if it's a replica or if that's the real fish
12: yes they've, they've come a long ways I mean we actually cast them off um, off of a real fish and so they've got all the detail just like, just like your fish does with the scale detail um, they look great and, they, and actually they'll last longer
2: cost wise uh, is a replica about the same going to cost me about the same as bringing in the actual fish on most of them, they would be just almost
12: identical. Okay. Uh, mo- most of the time, yes.
2: Hey, if folks want to see your work and uh, consider sending you uh, a trophy for uh, to hang on their wall, how can they find you uh, online? If they just go to my website, truelifetaxidermy.org,
12: um, go on, you know, go online and look around. We've got all of our information, got lots of pictures on there, or come by, come by my shop. This is Michael Waddell,
1: and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
2: billy kinder if you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman kinder outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word at kinder outdoors we reach tens of thousands of hunters anglers and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you for more information visit kinderoutdoors.com and click the advertise button then view our media kit and give audra a call outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now let us hear from you Whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter, the knowledgeable, friendly staff at Marksman Firearms and Outfitters is there to help. Marksman Firearms features an extensive selection of firearms, accessories, and specialty items. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and they offer a 90 day layaway, same as cash. Buy, sell, or trade at any of their Texas stores. Granberry, Killeen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions.
3: Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com.
2: Way out in West Texas on Highway 287, about 40 miles east of Amarillo, is one of the coolest roadside stops that you'll find. Right there on the south side of the highway sits the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Buffalo Gold features wonderful western art, one-of-a-kind jewelry, and all things Buffalo. Belts, boots, and bison leather products of all kinds. Our Buffalo wool socks, gloves, hats, beanies, and more will keep you warm like never before during the coldest winters. And that road trip will feel better, too, with a soft and cozy Buffalo Down Knit Throw or Lap Robe. Unique and beautiful Damascus steel kitchen knives. Vintage Navajo sterling and turquoise jewelry. A huge selection of bison moccasins. Shoes and boots for hunting, working, or just looking great. Stop in and see us at the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Yes, we do have our own herd. Forty miles east of Amarillo near Goodnight, Texas.
8: BuffaloGold.net. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me, heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place.
0: thank God for the freedom, our men and women that defend it, and the Constitution that guarantees it. Welcome to camp with Kinder Outdoors and the Dallas Safari Club.
1: Today, while you are enjoying time on the boat or maybe shoot around the sporting clays, DSC will stand before your elected officials and remind them just how important your rights to hunt, fish, and shoot are. Even if you're not a member of DSC, we fight for you every day. BigGame.org
2: DSC's Kinder Outdoors is heard coast-to-coast, border-to-border across the U.S. and Canada every single week of the year. Sirius XM and great AM-FM radio stations where truth can still be spoken and heard. Trust still occurs. You can also catch a podcast at your convenience wherever you get your downloads. There is a giant historic auction this weekend you might have heard joel colander on the show about a month ago he's with rock island auction i had him on the show to tell us about the big three-day auction that started yesterday and runs through tomorrow hi joel hope
4: you're well yeah we're doing
14: just great here in rock
4: island that's good uh from time to time i invite my friend joel colander to uh, join me on the show from rock island auction company because from time to time they have something that no one else on planet Earth has, and you've you've got that situation again uh, coming up in May. A really special auction, a uh, couple of pistols, I believe it is from Alexander Hamilton's uh, past. First of all, who was Alexander Hamilton?
14: Oh, Alexander Hamilton, one of the of course the founding fathers, of the United States of America. You look in your billfold, you probably see him on your uh, maybe on a ten spot in there, of uh, first Secretary of the Treasury, and just Influenced our country forevermore with uh, with his with ideas and and practices he put into place.
4: Absolutely, yeah. As a matter of fact, he founded the very first bank in the United States. He founded the Coast Guard. He was part of George Washington's army. That's how far back we're going today uh, on the show. Are you sure these guns belong to Alexander Hamilton? Because he's been gone a long time. He's been gone since eighteen oh four, Joel. <laughs> He
14: has indeed. In fact, we talk about, you know, serving on Washington's staff. It was during that Revolutionary War period that he was presented these pistols by his father in law, uh, General Philip Schuyler. Um, so, and they have since presented to Hamilton, been passed down his family through the generations, um, until about 1942, uh, when they were passed out of the family or sold out of the family, um, to actually Bob Abel, like one of the, Sort of, you know, Godfathers of gun collecting in the 20th century. So they went straight out of the family into a very reliable, very esteemed collection, and they've been obviously tracked pretty well since then.
4: Yeah, a couple of pistols belonging to uh, Alexander Hamilton from a long, long time ago—a great part of American history. Uh, when will these uh, pistols be presented for for auction?
14: Sure. These are in our uh, May premier firearms auction. That's happening May uh, 14th, 15th, and 16th. So uh, just about a month, and we'll be we'll, these things will be crossed the auction block with uh, several thousand other firearms in that sale.
4: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what makes the value of this pistol so great, because you guys are estimating that this could very possibly be a new world record for the most expensive firearm ever sold publicly. What, what adds so much value to these pistols? Um, it
14: is a hundred percent the history. I mean, they are while they were presented to Hamilton, they're not true, you know, presentation pistols that we think of with like the high art and the gold and the you know, all the all the artistry that occurs with those. Like these are these are war pistols. He used these to fight for our country during the revolution. Um, things from that period, whether it's you know, furniture, paintings, or especially firearms, they don't survive from the Revolutionary War. Like those things are so far and a few between. So to have something surviving is rare. To have it coming from, let alone from like a founding father to have the ties to Alexander Hamilton. Um, the precedent, of course, is just, you know, a couple years, years back, um, there was a pair of pistols that had uh, ties to George Washington and the Marquis de Lafayette. Well, that pair sold for, I think it was right around $1.9 million. So there's also kind of a precedent in place in the market. Um, of course, we had Teddy Roosevelt's revolver in December. We got to talk to your uh, audience about that. Um, that was right around the same price line. So when it comes to these top of the line, when it comes to the top of firearms collecting, that's kind of what you find. And when when you have historic significance of, this kind uh yeah we do we do think a a world record is not out of the realm of possibility for these pistols
4: yeah you guys uh, attach uh an estimate of what you think might happen at auction beforehand you've done that now and uh you're you're estimating one to three million dollars for these uh, pistols possibly even more wow
14: it could be and one, I mean, one to three. I mean, it's kind of a wide range. But when you think about too, like the top of fire collecting, of firearm collecting can be had for between one and three million dollars. But look at, I mean, and we talked about this video on our on our YouTube channel. There was a Mike Trout rookie card from 2009. You know, that's selling for oh gosh, the exact amount of losing. It was four or nine million dollars. Um, you have you know Ferraris going for forty million or twenty million. Um, let alone some of the, you know, paintings or bourbons or wine auctions that happen. You have millions of dollars and here's firearms with national significance between one and three million. I mean, it's just, uh, it's kind of a no-brainer, but we look, we look at it as potentially a, a really big Adam and Eve moment for, for gun collecting that people will see this significance at this price and just start putting it together.
4: You know, when I go to a, to an auction, Joel, I typically will keep my hands in my pockets just to keep from scratching my head at the wrong time, you know. Uh, But I do like to watch. (laughs) I like to watch the action. Can I do that online? Can I watch this auction online or even participate in bid online coming up mid-May?
14: Yeah, we do take bids prior to auction. I like to joke, say, we'll take them any way we can get them except for a smoke signal. Um, (laughs) That's at rockislandauction.com. And that's also right on our website, when the auction is live there'll be a link right on there you can click and see our live uh, audio video stream
4: okay very good and uh, there's a link at kinderoutdoors.com um like you mentioned earlier these are not going to be the only guns uh that are auctioned what did you say may 14 15 16 was that right
14: that's correct yep there'll be uh it's a 3-day sale there's thousands of items whether it's cannons. Rolexes. We have a, a revolver that belonged to Bat Masterson. We have a revolver uh, that was part of the Dalton Gang's order. There are—it's just—it's an act, It's just a packed auction. What can I say?
4: Yeah, I guess so. Where do you guys come up with all this stuff? Because you—you you amaze me uh, throughout <laughs> the year, every year, and I always think, well, they can't top that. And then here you come again. There's Joel again.
14: We are wondering how we're going to top alexander hamilton um but that kind of keeps happening whether it's the you know the annual sales year after year or whether it's you know setting a new record for the highest gun price which we also have been doing pretty regularly uh the last four or five years it's really an honor to to present these to people where do they come from all over the country you know there's no there's no rhyme or reason where they can be discovered the bat masterson gun that we'll have in this auction was kind of rediscovered in california in 1995 well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the Batmaster was never even in California, but that's where these things tend to go. There was a, a pair of Remington revolvers that were presented to Tsar Alexander II. One of them ended up, uh, was found in, in Montana, and one was still over in Europe, and then and a collector put them together, so now the set exists uh, again in its original case. So where do these things come from? I mean, all over, all over the United States and internationally. Like, there's just... Uh, there's no limit to where we'll find and where people contact us from to, to bring these pieces to market.
4: Uh, Joel Colander, Rock Island Auction. He never sleeps. He's out with a flashlight at night looking for rare things to sell online. And they've got a big one coming up in May. Tell us one more time, uh, website and date.
14: Sure. We're at uh, rockislandauction.com, and that's uh, that'll be our May 14th, 15th, 16th Premier Firearms Auction.
4: Joel, always a pleasure to visit with you.
14: Thanks, Billy. It's always uh, always good to talk to you and, uh, and a couple Texas friends.
2: Hey, you want to check out that historic auction that Joel and I were talking about? Just come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. We've got a link for you.
0: I'm Dave Fulson with Tracks Across Africa TV and Safari Classics. You know when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm always thinking about it with my buddy Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Yeah.
2: quail coalition the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them with 12 chapters throughout texas there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration the money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the rolling plains quail research ranch in west texas caesar cleberg wildlife research institute in south texas and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S. And the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet, bid at an auction, be important to quail quailcoalition.org imagine a change in hollywood's message imagine a big screen version of your life telling your story as a god-fearing red-blooded hunter manifesting your god-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table the folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddle. I'm Talkie Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent, and want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on, TheHarvestMovie.com
9: Now, more than maybe ever, we could all use a little getaway. And the vendors campground and cabins in Graybond, Texas is the perfect spot. We are open for business and with well-thought-out precautions to help keep our guests safe. Bring the RV and enjoy our full-service hookups, complete with cable TV, ramped-up Wi-Fi, and space to spread around while enjoying a great view of Grapevine Lake. We can comfortably accommodate any size RV or motorhome with plenty of pull-through sites. The Vineyards also features spacious lakefront cabins, fully equipped with all that you and your family will need to enjoy comfort camping. Our campground store is well-stocked with everything from groceries and ice to firewood and fishing supplies. Don't forget to bring the boat. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins features a private boat ramp with plenty of parking, a private beach, kayak, bicycle and paddleboard rentals, and even a full-service laundry on-site. Come to the Vineyards. We're right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'll feel millions of miles away. VineyardsCampground.com
2: After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail,
1: Easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do
6: it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country.
2: Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com.
0: If you boys are taking that old flat bottom out, don't forget these coffee cans. Just like life, you'll need to bail a little water now and then. This is life in the camp house at Kender Outdoors, partners with the Dallas Safari Club.
1: If you drill a hole in the ice to fish or enjoy open water all year long, you are the DSC. The hunter that glasses for sheep at 12,000 foot and the squirrel hunter with this twenty two rifle are part of us as well. DSC offices in Dallas, but fights for you no matter where you enjoy getting outside. BigGame.org.
2: I'm Billy Kinder, uh, host of DSC's Kinder Outdoors, and I'm so proud uh, that Dallas Safari Club and Kinder Outdoors have aligned. Life is much easier when your title sponsor of your business, of your work, of your livelihood is someone that you trust, someone that you're a part of. I'm a life member. Someone that does what they say they're going to do. Someone that impacts positively the future of wildlife and wild places every day. It's good to be part of the DSC. Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas are coming back, and I've got the first tickets anyone's going to give away on planet Earth. going to tell you how to do it right now. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, and we're going to give you an opportunity to win tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganzas. We missed last year because of COVID. No in-person get-together in decades. First time in decades they're back this summer. August 6th through 8th in Houston. August 13th, 14th, 15th in Fort Worth. August 20th through the 22nd. In the spot where it all began, San Antonio, your tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza, the 45th Hunters Extravaganzas in Texas, the official kickoff to the fall hunting seasons. Your tickets are waiting on you at kinderoutdoors.com. Come get them. Hey, just in case you missed it last hour, Wes Logan is the owner of the latest Big Blue Trophy awarded by Bassmaster. In the Bassmaster Elite Series, he won it last weekend on his home lake, Neely Henry, in the great state of Alabama. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on.
4: Big blue trophy at the house right now. My first question for you is when you were riding back home, that 30 miles uh, back over to Springville, who was in the front seat with you? Did your girlfriend ride up there, or did you have that trophy strapped in over there under that seat belt?
13: No, I had her in the front seat. The the trophy was in the back seat with the dog sitting there beside it guarding it like it's her own. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's good. That's good. Hey man, congratulations. You you you've never felt pressure, I can imagine, until you fish your home lake on the Elite Series and everyone's pointing at you saying, Oh, this is easy, you're gonna win this That's some pressure, uh, man.
13: Yeah, it it's it... It wasn't too bad until the week leading up to the tournaments, which, which was last week. I mean, everybody, like when it got, like, really real that, you know, obviously we were about to start practice and people start, we had to go do work a couple of shows, uh, like at Buck's Island where I get my boats from. We had a big get-together or, like, you know, a fan day, and everybody just come up and they're like, oh, we know you're going to be having that trophy We're going to see you on the final day. You know, everybody's <laughs> going to be happy. I'm like, yeah, I just wish it was that easy. It just, <laughs> I don't know, it normally yeah. don't work out that way.
4: Yeah, you know what, you, you, you tell those guys, hey, you look around, you see Rick Clon over there, and no one's ever done it better, and, you know, you look at some of the people out on the water here, it's not, it ain't no gimme.
13: No, no, and I mean, I wasn't the only, I mean, local there. I mean, you got Scott Canterbury, you got Matt Heron, I mean, two guys that grew up fishing that lake before I was ever even born, so, I mean, it, it wasn't <laughs> like I was the only, you you know, main guy.
4: It wasn't long after you were born till you were out on that water, though. Uh, your dad, hats off to him. He got you started early.
13: He did. He did. And I mean, even up to my, you know, my granddad actually took my dad and got him going. And then dad or granddad and dad got me going in it. And I mean, it just kind of got the, you know, the snowball effect. It started and just got bigger and bigger and bigger and more serious and more serious.
4: Yeah. Did you, uh, did you figure a pattern out? Obviously you did, but w- did you figure out something that, uh, you didn't expect for this time of year or did it kind of play into what you knew about the lake?
13: It actually set up better than I thought it was going to going into practice. Um, I kind of, I kind of practiced like I'd never seen the lake before or that's how I tried to approach it to get, keep from just running history. Because I've done that before on that place, not in a big, like, I fish to open there and a couple other, you know, multiple-day tournaments. And it just, it's never worked out because I was just like, oh, well, I can go check that. I don't even have to go check that. I'll just go fish in the tournament. It'll be fine. I tried to not do that because it usually doesn't work out. Like, I tried to figure out, let the fish tell me what they're doing or what they want to do. But after, and I really didn't figure it out till the day one of the tournament when I figured out how they were setting up. And like what I needed to be throwing, it, it kind of started clicking. And that's where the local knowledge helped me a lot is once I figured out what was going on, I knew where a lot of that stuff was. So that's really the biggest key that helped me, I think.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Hey, what is your history? What's your big fish on Neely Henry? Uh,
13: probably not a very big. I mean, I say it's not a very big one. I think I caught a 688 one time in a night tournament there, uh, but that's probably the biggest one. I mean, I've never, I've never even caught a seven pounder on the way.
4: Yeah. So, but I've, uh, for but people, I've
13: caught, I've caught thousands of four pounders and five pounders, if I had to guess.
4: Yeah. For people that tuned in, uh, and watched it live on Fox Sports, which is a lot of fun, by the way, to watch you guys live. Uh, you saw a lot of two pound fish and some three pound fish. Uh, that's Neely Henry. That, that's the average fish there. Why is that?
13: It's just a fertile river system. I mean, from one end to the other, you know, the whole Coosa River, you've got Weiss at the top end and it runs down Neely, Logan, Lave, Mitchell, Jordan, the Alabama River. Just from top to bottom there's just so much bait, there's so much for the fish to live in. You know, you got bank grass, you got rocks, you got bluff banks, you got overhanging trees up the river. It's just a good system that just stays fertile all year round. And I mean, even yeah. with the amount of pressure that their whole system gets, it still produces day in and day out, and it's pretty incredible. Um, but, like, from top to bottom, those two to three pointers I mean, you're going to catch those, somebody is, every time you go out there. I mean, you're going to get some bites every time you go. It's not like a, a feast or famine deal. There's fish from one end to the other on all the lakes.
4: It was amazing when I'd look at the map uh, that Bass kept putting up on the screen. It literally, there were boats evenly spread out from one end to the other. Uh, in legal fishing water it was it was unbelievable hey was that you that, that i think that was you that dumped your sunglasses overboard didn't wasn't that you
13: that was that was for sure me, 100%
4: <laughs> tell me about that <laughs>
13: i i wear my glasses on the back of my hat like before the sun gets up cuz i don't I, i'm not a big <laughs> sunglass wearer but i just don't like sun in my eyes obviously And I had them on the back of my hat, and I was moving places, and I picked my toilet motor up, and when I turned around, I took my hat off to scratch my head, and for some reason, I just never thought that they were back there, and they just, they didn't even hit the deck of the boat, they just literally went straight in the water, and I watched them for a second, like, well, there they go, and I I mean, I kind of just, (laughs) well, I guess I'll get my spare ones out of the box, thank God I had a spare pair, but. I thought for a second they might float, but they literally sank like a rock. So it like yeah, mean, you had, pretty much gone. You,
4: you had a look on your face like you were going to try to do something about it, and then I saw it come over your face. There's nothing you can do here. Yeah, but... it was
13: like a split second, like, oh, I
4: need to get them. And then I was like, ah, <laughs> Like, it ain't worth it. Hey, the good news is, Wes, you can afford another new pair of sunglasses. Now, congratulations, $100,000 victory and a big blue trophy. You're an Elite Series champion, Wes Logan.
13: Man, that sounds good. I I never thought I'd hear those words all put together, to be
4: honest. (laughs) Hey, congratulations. Go get them. We'll see you down in Fort Worth in a few weeks.
2: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Bassmaster Elite Series Champion, Wes Logan. What a great guy. Hey, I'm all out of time, but I do want to thank you for hanging out with us today in this old camp house at DSC's Kinder Outdoors. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time that we've had together this and every week. Why don't you join me in church tomorrow? We're just a simple little Bible church. We study God's Word. We stream it so you can watch church right there on the boat. There's a link at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, come back and see us next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. <laughs>